Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Kyle with One Boulder Fitness. Kyle, what is going on? How are you doing today, man? Happy Friday. How are you feeling? Happy Friday to you, JJ. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, always feeling better on Fridays. There we go. There we go. Right there. The weekend's creeping up on us. So That's right. uh, let's kind of dive right into it here. You know, I think we're excited to have you on here, Kyle, but you know, we want to definitely dive into the nitty gritty. But before we do that, I want you to give the viewers a little perspective, right? I know we spoke a little bit off air, but let's talk to them. Uh, in your own words, Kyle, how would you describe One Boulder Fitness and and what you guys do in your own words? Yeah, so um, One Boulder Fitness is a locally owned mom and pops boutique style gym in the heart of downtown Boulder. Um, the gym itself has been here for almost two decades, um, just serving the people who work downtown or live downtown here. Um, we're definitely a, we like to classify ourselves as like the cheers of the fitness world in the uh, Boulder area. Um, everybody who comes down the stairs, we know everybody's name. And, uh, you know, it's a place where people can come in and do their own thing, or if they need help, uh, trainers, stuff like that. Um, spa area as well. So if people want to just have a nice relaxation day, they can go and do that. Um, but that's basically in a nutshell what One Boulder Fitness is. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, Kyle. And so I appreciate the explanation there. And let's kind of dive right into it here. We'll start with the bare bones basics, of course. I mean, Kyle, how many how many members are you guys serving currently? I think we're finally back over the 300 mark right now. Um, prior to the pandemic, uh, we were around 500. And we lost about half of our members when uh, everything was closed down in the middle of March. And so it's been a, it's been a tough climb out of that hole. Um, but I think we're slowly starting to get back towards what uh, business as usual is like. Yeah, that's awesome. And I appreciate the transparency on that too. I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of gym owners who do come on here again have been through the same experience and, and a lot of them are in that rebuilding stages still to this day. Um, and so, um, now with you guys, I mean, again, especially in your area and the kind of gym you guys are, I'm always curious to see, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door and interested? Um, for, for us, I I would have to say it's word of mouth. Um, and the biggest reason for that is we try to create a community down here. Um, that really helps make people feel like they're a part of something, you know, it's, there are, there are places you can always go to, to go work out and do your thing. And that's totally fine. That, that fills in a niche. Um, but you know, especially during the, during and after the pandemic, when, when it felt like people really needed to reconnect, especially in person, um, to be able to come in here and again, you know, it's cheers. Everybody knows your name and you start learning about people because of the small nature of the, of the gym. So then people start telling their friends about it and whatnot. Um, and then also CU, which is just down the street from us, uh, University of Colorado, um, they had so many restrictions and stuff at their facilities for a long time that we started to get some of the students who wanted a place to work out. And, and then they tell their friends. So um, just creating that environment, that welcoming environment where people feel like they're seen and, and, um, you know, the helpful and whatnot um, really, I think, helped, helps us still bring people in. I love that. I love that. That's so important. I think when you can build that community, I think it really shows that like, that's your, your, your major emphasis here, right? And that everybody knows everybody, right? I, and, I think it's one of the things we've missed out on in the last few years. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, when, when things close down to be able to have fitness options at, at the palm of your hand, that's super important um, because we always want to make sure we're staying active. 
Um, but it's not always going to fulfill every single need that we have as social creatures. Yes. Agreed completely. And, and I know you said um, prior the, the one of the highest parts you were at 500 and currently at 300, but now knowing that obviously you can go way higher than 300. I mean, let's ask this question here. I mean, if you were to get back to that 500 number, I mean, how much higher could you go past 500 in terms of capacity? I mean, what would be that limit? Um, that's such a hard question, um, or at least definitely a harder answer. Sure, what our capacity is. Um, there are definitely different times of the day where you see more more people in than others, which is just classic in really any gym yeah. setting. Um, so it's really trying to figure out how to get some of those quieter times to have more people in, engaged in it which is always hard because everybody works downtown here and lunch times are usually the same for everybody. <laughs> the end of the day is usually the same for everybody, you know, give or take. So it's hard to figure out what would be our cap. Um, yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. To be completely honest. And no, that's okay. Again, I appreciate the honesty again. I and mean, it's hard to answer that question. It is very hard. Yeah, And I think, because, you know, I mean, even if you had, let's say a thousand members, they're not all going to be there at the same time. I mean, I'd love to get to 500 again and then see what we can do past that. So I guess right now, the biggest goal we have is getting back to where we were. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first step, which I understand completely. Yeah. And so, I mean, now let's ask this question too here, Kyle. I mean, being at 300, I mean, as a PT, I mean, I knew having 50 clients was even a lot. Right. And managing that was, and obviously you're not a one man team here, of course, but how do you guys manage these metrics and how do you track these things? You know, I mean, I think that's super important to figure out. How do you, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, um, it's actually really funny that you say you're not a one man team because I kind of am. Um, I'm the only full-time employee here. We do not have a sales staff. Um, we, I mean, I have a, a, an assistant manager, but she works hourly and she's a trainer on top of that. So the hard part for us is we don't have such a big staff to like hit, dedicate to, hey, you're going to go out and you're going to do the sales stuff. We'll create a board and figure out how we're going to say, this is how many people we want you to approach. This is how many people we want you to convert. Um, and again, because of the pandemic, it's just so hard for us to even have that kind of system in place right now we try our best to follow up with people who come in here um but again right now we're just not at a stage where that's even something we can do one of the owners doesn't even live here anymore during the pandemic um him and his family decided that they were going to go someplace cheaper so they moved to texas so the majority owners barely even here um, Carrie, who's one of the other owners, she's a full-time trainer. Um, so it, a lot of times, a lot of the things fall on me to make sure that the club's operating, things are fixed, um, you know, taking care of the front desk, making sure the trainers are supported. So, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully get to a point when we can have a more stable approach on that. The biggest thing for us, though, is we want to make sure the people who are here are well-serviced because first and foremost, you know, yes, getting new people in here is super important, but you got to take care of who you have. And especially if we say that we're, a you know, all about community, then you got to support your community first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of gym owners lose sight of that. I think, you know, that they don't support the community and, and they kind of just focus on profit. Right. And I think it's yeah. such a tough one, right? I mean, it, it, doing business is so hard, especially in today's world and especially as a small business. Um, so it's hard to balance those sometimes. And I can totally see why people focus so much more on the numbers, but if you don't, if you're not taking care of the people you have, then, I mean, then what is it really about? Is it about just the numbers then? Exactly. Exactly. Such a great point there, Kyle. And so I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself. Um, I get a way to kind of self-reflect here. And so um, 
you know, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Which is getting somebody from a, a interested client to a paying client. Right. And you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? Um, probably the, the middle one, which is the, uh, the conversion. Um, I think we do a pretty good job, not saying we do a ton of marketing, but we do a pretty good job of getting people in here. Um, it's, it's again, because of, we don't have that dedicated sales staff right now who, who can really focus on connecting with those people when they get in and then when they leave to then be like, Hey, you know, let's do that follow-up. How did you enjoy your visit? Do you have any questions? Do you, you know, we have these specials going on right now. Do any of those appeal to you? Um, so I think that's one of the, I think that of the three is the biggest area that we can, that we can really fit or focus on improving. Um, especially if we want to get back towards that 500. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the honesty there. I think when you could put success to the side, right. And it's still, that there's places to improve and room for improvement. I think that's the biggest thing and really shows why you guys are going to be successful, right? It's just progressional. Now, last two questions for you here, Kyle, my two favorite questions, you know, what's the bigger picture for you guys? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish long-term? That is a wonderful question. <laughs> uh, what are we? Well, I, I think long term. So I don't know what you know about uh, downtown Boulder, um, but downtown Boulder can be uh, very um, transitional. Um, a lot of times businesses will come in here and they'll either get to a point where they are growing so much that they have to move out of the area or the cost of doing business down here is too much and they have to move or close. I would love for us to continue to be servicing the downtown area for well into the future. Um, I, I want this to be, you know, a place that is synonymous with the downtown area. Um, and and I, I don't know if I wanna necessarily grow beyond this place, that's not to say that I don't want that, but again, right now I try to think a little more in terms of the now and focusing on the now being, again, getting back towards where we were prior to the pandemic closing us down. And then from there, just being able to just continue to flourish in this area. A simple goal, right? I think it's yeah, yeah, super simple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I wish we gotta. uh, It's just a matter of execution. I think. I I think. um, But I I love. I love that you you actually have a concise goal, right? I think a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, just growth, and then there's nothing that they're really aiming towards. But I know, obviously, your major emphasis is to get back to that 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 regrowth stage where you know you're not rebuilding, where you are built back to where you once were. And I I love that. Aim small, miss small. (laughs) That's it. And so one last question for you here. My favorite question, Kyle. Um, And this is why I was asking, you know, how long you've been uh, at part of this gym here. So Mm -hmm. if you could go back in time to when you first started and, and, and give yourself that one piece of advice, right. That you think you really need to hear when you first started the gym, right. With all the knowledge you have now, what would that piece of advice be for you? Well, um, so as the owner, because I actually started working here in 2010 as a front desk attendant and have subsequently, you know, just worked myself up now into ownership. So if I give myself a piece of advice 12 years ago, um, it would have been trying to get more involved with, um, with the deeper aspects of running the gym early on as an owner Oh, if I could give myself a piece of advice now, um, boy, I think it would have been investing more in, uh, the digital side of, of the fitness offerings. It's not something that I necessarily think that our club 
does right or we don't do any of that right now but i think it would have been an easier way for us to maintain some of the people we lost when we closed down during the pandemic because we would have been able to engage with more people further away um when we were able to reopen a lot of the people that we serve work downtown here but just because you work downtown doesn't mean you live downtown so if you live in denver why would you drive to boulder to go work out for an hour to drive back home it doesn't make sense in uh in a um convenience way right or in a conservation of resources especially when people aren't working so if we had a way to digitally engage with people more at the time i think we would have saved ourselves a lot of that headache of trying to climb out of such a deep hole so if i had to offer myself one piece of advice especially during my short period of ownership that would have been it kyle that was a mic drop of an answer way to close it out there i appreciate the honesty there this whole entire podcast look uh it's a good place to wrap things up but before we sign out please kyle shout out your instagram facebook website anything you may have where can people find out more about you guys and the gym yeah the biggest place to find out about us is our instagram page i believe it's one boulder underscore fitness um Check us out at our website, oneboulderfitness.com. But other than that, if you're in the area anytime, just come check us out. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for one more second, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it, Kyle. Just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, JJ. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Susie and Courtney from Boss Gym out of Eastbourne, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Excited to have you both here from across the ocean to kind of give back to the fitness industry through conversation. So thanks for taking some time out of your day. It means a lot to me. Before we dive into the business stuff, the nitty gritty, the fun stuff that gets me really excited, give me a brief background here. You know, Courtney, what was it that made you decide to open up this gym? I think I'd always wanted to own a gym since, so I used to be rather heavy set in the like, late stages of university. And then I got a bad injury, sat to like lose some weight and then started training at a gym in Portsmouth where I went to university and it sort of changed changed my life really from like I was never say I was shy I was a bit more of a class clown but I was definitely not so confident in myself maybe had some some you know some doubts in my mind so the transformation in the gym helped me transform you know every part of my life so I always wanted to to provide that for someone else um so I always wanted to own a gym so I actually worked in marketing in London for years um head of digital marketing for a large company um, so I sort of chucked that all in, moved back down to Eastbourne and got my uh, qualifications to be a PT and started working at some local gyms to sort of see how they how they operated and what they did well and what they didn't do so well um, to open up my own gym. So it's been in my mind for years, but I think the opportunity just came along during sort of COVID, opened up some, um, some lines of communication with my old business partner who's moved on. Um, and then the opportunity was there, so I just thought I'd go for it. But I think it'd been in my mind for maybe like 10 years that I needed to get some business experience first and then get the fitness experience. 
Okay. Okay. So you kind of had been in the industry for a little bit, opened up this gym. Now you guys have Boss Gym and you have Susie on board. So give us kind of your elevator pitch of Boss Gym. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Kind of paint a picture for us so we fully understand the business model as we move forward in this conversation. Yeah, sure. So Boss Gym, you know, we are the transformation gym. So we are super passionate about, you know, about having people join us from, you know, probably quite early on in their their journeys and helping them evolve and change over time. So, you know, we're, we're here, we've got, uh, well, it's basically almost like a warehouse style gym, but again, it's trying to break down those kind of social norms really of what you'd associate with a typical warehouse gym and you know just completely change people's relationships with it so you know we have this huge gym space uh, we also have a martial arts school and then we have our studio which uh we run our six-week challenge out which is a group personal training studio basically um with it as well so for every step whether they're into martial arts and you know they they join us as a kid they can go through through a teen into their adult learning about martial arts or whether they're a beginner going right through to uh, on the martial arts side to social through to competitor we have that or exactly the same you know someone that's got no experience never worked out before in their life and they come and join us you know on the six-week challenge and it just completely transforms their relationship with health and fitness so we're completely focused on on that because one we care about working with people we work to work with and also from a business perspective actually it's a really pivotal point for the business in terms of um, retention and engagement with our members yeah, absolutely. So with the six week challenge, how does that work exactly? Like, what does that include? Um, so we run that as a group personal training. So it's a combination. So basically strength training, uh, fitness and mobility underpin it really. Um, and uh, we run it as group personal training. So we keep it very exclusive. It's only the people currently on the challenge who are on it or people that have done it and they really found benefit in the challenge so they stay on with us so ideally yeah most in reality most people's goals that they want to achieve probably can't be achieved in six weeks unless they're just doing this to kind of get them out of a rut which sometimes people do join us just in six weeks for that to try and get that find that rhythm again with their health and fitness right. get them stuff get them out of that stuck point um but for most people yeah some people have never enjoyed um health and fitness and so for us it's about creating this fun environment where you know we keep the sessions fresh we keep them challenging we know who's going to be in the chat uh, who's going to be in the session so we really keep it exclusive keep it small so um you know we adapt all our workouts for them so it really makes them feel valued and they really feel like they are achieving the results that they need to out of it so that's our kind of real focus it's personal training obviously we help them with the nutrition side of it and then the real key for them for a lot of people is the accountability you know making sure that they're staying on track you know are there any problems you know wearing whatever hat it is that we need to on that day you know if they're if they need that kick up the bum we're there for them if they if they're having a bit of an off week we're supporting them our main goal is get them from that a to b point across that six weeks and you know exactly so they love it and probably 80 90 percent i would say stay on past the six weeks join us on membership so yeah you know, that's it's, a real kind of focus for that it's a great tool to utilize in any fitness business um for you guys like really what was that turning point where you realized that this is something that you can really leverage to grow your attention and grow the gym itself i think that when we were looking obviously we've gone from a bit of a journey for like Courtney said we went from um you know a kind of spin sawdust gym originally um where it was a bit of a kind of rose club and we realized that wasn't a sustainable business model so once the other business partner left and i uh, came in we were really we are really focused on those analytics and so that's what we want to look at okay what's the demographic split who is it who likes this how do we change what we're doing to make this business model more sustainable how do we bring in more women what are the key things and i used to previously as a personal trainer run these kind of challenges previously and i knew how successful and the, the changes it can make for people so that was the kind of key thing so we we're like you know and how do, and the other thing was how do we differentiate ourselves from other gyms in the area we don't want to just be a standard go-to come and do your legs bums and tums class and and you know or whatever body pump you know we wanted to make sure we stood out from all of these others and how do we 
um, have that journey. So we're like, right, we know the main people that stay retention wise are the ones that are involved in the martial arts school and they're growing and they're learning and developing these skills. Or most people, especially when they're at the start of their journey and they're not overly confident at the gym, we know that when they've worked with a personal trainer is where they've got the biggest and best results and they're the ones that will keep people here for the longest. So it's either creating something where everybody has personal trainers, which isn't necessarily affordable for a lot of people, or how do we how do we give people that support and structure, which means that they're going to get the best results and we're going to get their longevity with the business. And that's where that six-week challenge came into place because we knew then actually they have access to personal trainers they've got that support they're going to get fat and they get phenomenal results the results they're Absolutely. achieving on a challenge is, is ridiculous like actually far better than what most people achieve on a one-to-one -one basis with a personal trainer right. like it's incredible and as a business actually is is phenomenal the right. you know in terms of the people that come on it's yeah. a much higher ticket price compared to a standard gym membership um, and actually the, the their membership also is a higher ticket price than what your average, you know, gym membership is as well. So, um, you know, as a business, it's increased our retention and increased our average spend per head. I think it's a really, okay. really useful tool because I think the thing that surprised me the most when we first set out, I did a lot of sort of research into, into the Eastbourne area, looking at, you know, population and average gym you know percentage of people in in areas that use gym memberships and the, so it looked like a no-brainer in terms of how many people would come through the door but there was a very high level of inertia in Eastbourne people don't want to change their lifestyle I'd come from living in London where I moved gyms every six months depending on where I lived but actually Eastbourne you know one of the answers is do you want to join us at Boss Gym but oh no but I've been at David Lloyd for 10 years I'm like great doesn't that mean you want to change but they didn't want to whereas a program like this they might even have a gym membership elsewhere, but they come for this for the result. And now they want to stay because you've broken that pattern of where they used yeah. to go to David Lloyd for 10 years. Now they've come to us for that period. It means they've got into a new routine and then would come along and stay. And brought in people as well who may not have ever stepped a foot in our, in our door, you know, yep. and now yep. they've come in. And for us, it's all about creating that, that vibe, that experience. And like I said, about breaking down these stereotypes of what, you know, a kind of warehouse gym might look like actually people come in and they were like, I didn't expect it to be like this. Actually, everyone's so lovely, so warm, so friendly. And, uh, you know, it is about creating that total package, that total experience for people. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I love that you guys are offering that. I think that it's really game changer for the business. Now you're offering the six week challenge. You have the martial arts school, as well as just like your typical membership. People can come in, they can do their own thing. Um, mm -hmm. So that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, how many members are you guys serving right now? Um, so we have approximately about 650, mm -hmm. I would say, probably at last count, I would have thought. So um, obviously a, a big kind of impact for that was coronavirus. So we grew very rapidly at the start. Uh, within the first three months, we were up to about, uh, you know, we took on a ridiculous amount, probably like two, close to 300 members within the first three months of opening. So we had rapid growth. Um, and then after lockdown, we went down to 60 members. We dropped right down. So it was almost like we had to relaunch the business from scratch. Mm -hmm. And then what we found was a lot of people's habits had changed with it as well. So all of those people that were members were like, oh, no, I have a gym membership or no, I'm running uh, a home gym or I'm running outside or I'm doing home workouts. Well, and we, found it, up very, yeah, we yeah. found it very, very hard actually yeah. to then get back to that original number. Whereas before new gym, great, everybody comes in and coronavirus just completely changed everything for everyone. Yeah. And uh, we found that a struggle in that first element. And so that's why part of the six week challenge was such a game changer for us as well, because of, you know, because of the people we could bring in and and that retention and it's only really now that we're starting to find that now we're starting to pick up that rapid growth again of course um so you know sitting at around 650 members i always like to ask you know is that a place where you guys are looking to kind of step on the brakes a little bit or are you looking to hit the gas and continue to welcome new faces into the the gym I'll definitely hit the gas, I would say we have <laughs> targets in mind so you say it, but because of the because of the space of the gym um because 10,000 square foot, the amount of kit we got there, even on, you know, a busy packed Monday evening, it never feels too crowded as opposed to, you know, some other gyms. And because we can run, we've got our um, mixed martial arts areas divided. So we have a boxing ring and boxing bags in an area. So you can have a boxing class in one space and then like a grappling or an MMA class. We've got full size octagon and a grappling space. So we can run two classes there and we can run the transformate the six week challenge classes. 
So that might be, you know, 50 people in the building that are just using class spaces. Then you can have however many on the gym floor. So we definitely have space for it. Uh -huh. However, however, yeah, I think originally when we first opened, based on the square footage of it, we originally had a goal of, oh, 2,000 members. And actually, in reality, what how busy we are for 650 members and actually the amount of effort you know looking at loss every month compared to how many new members you have to recruit and then the retention and then all of these elements actually what made made much more sense is which we are where we're focused now is increasing like we said that that average cost of a member um and and making sure people stay with us for longer so right. yeah we probably want to grow maybe another 30 percent, but i probably wouldn't aim any more than that and then it's all about increasing yeah. revenue and increasing um uh you know increasing what our offering um yep. to bring in that money that we originally were like oh yeah gym membership two thousand members that's what we want okay. because it's just not worth it and i think then it can potentially be at the detriment to the members as well as the business try to aim for for high numbers when you just don't need to you can bring in the same amount of money with less people yeah definitely and I think with the right systems in place we can kind of simultaneously grow in terms of members to a point that feels right and yeah. increase our, you know, um, the amount we're making per client. Um, mm -hmm. And so I want to spend like a little bit of time here kind of talking about that growth process. I think that that serves a value to our listener base. So what are you guys actively doing to kind of aid in that growth process in terms of finding new clients? So we have a, a sales advisor. So what we have is on our, on our back end on our system, we'll have multiple sort of lead generation funnels for different things that we do. So we've just started parent and baby classes. We've got like a landing page that they filter through there. So we can do sort of like a, like a park you to find out what class is relevant to them. And that'll feed through to, you know, like the lead funnel system. We have that for obviously all the different classes, kids, teens, the MMA. Then we have some just for the gym. So it'd be often things like, we originally did like a three day pass, but actually the quality of the leads wasn't great because you'd have people who are coming from out of town to use it. And then actually you're calling them up and you're wasting the sales guy's time because he's calling someone who lives 50 miles away who's never going to join. And then the, the teenage boys gets all their mates to come and then each time they use a slightly different spelling of their name yeah. so they could get a free day pass every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. One of the biggest changes is 100% having someone on sales. So when we have someone who's come in and tried us for the first time, it, well, there's two, two key things actually that make a difference, having a salesperson. And yeah, when people come in, the first time they come in, we offer, uh, a, well, instead of a, the cost of a day pass, the first time they come in for the same price of a day pass, we offer them five days. So they can come in as much as they like over five consecutive days so they can get a real value and a real taste of the gym so they can't so if they're a gym goer you know they might train whatever split they're doing over multiple days that week they can try a class one day if it's not on the day they came they can come another day and try it so actually by giving them that opportunity for the same prices that they pass an opportunity to come back multiple times they can see if it's the right fit for them as well so that's been a real key point for us and then definitely having a salesperson following up those people that have been in and, you know, and making contact with them, having that person reach out to them. The, the difference is phenomenal. The difference right. it makes, even if they're not converting them on the phone, the amount of people that then come back in and sign up is noticeable a hundred percent. It can be a difference of even 60%. I would say just having that one person, even just, even oh, if they're leaving, sure. leaving a voicemail, you know, the difference it makes is is huge. I think it would be having a, a quality salesperson, one who yeah. knows the value of the business. You know, we've had previous salespeople who maybe didn't see the but, value themselves. But like, even that made an impact. Even a did. terrible salesperson yeah. made an impact. Yeah, I mean, in this, in, in, in this industry, like our leads are always going to be kind of wishy-washy. Like somebody, like fitness isn't something that everybody is super motivated by. So we do have to have a good team that's going to follow up with them as soon as they inquire to get them hooked right um and so you know the fact that you have somebody doing the sales for you is awesome um so it sounds like right now you have some click funnels on your website people are able to kind of find the right program for them they inquire your salesperson reaches out um how are you guys reaching the clients who might not be already looking for you so like people that aren't searching for you how are you reaching them I think as well, like I've done networking previously in the town, like I quite like business and I know, understand, even though it's a slow burner, 
um, with networking, actually the results, then it does, it follows on years down the line. Right. So the people I connected with years ago now come to me when they want to, to, you know, um, you know, something fitness or health related. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making contact with, yeah, don't underestimate that networking because you know it, it might not be an instant result but actually the longevity of those results you know is massive we also play sport quite a lot so both of us are involved in sports teams and again it's it's that you know expanding past that business reaching out into other areas that are linked and just making connections with people because there may be a time in someone's life where fitness is a big point so it is you know we see ourselves as that kind of you know yes we're a transformation gym but and it's for you know the everyday person so right. getting out there and playing that part in the community we've we've worked with community initiatives and um you know um, different things like for the local college, we had a group of students come in who uh, for like a health and well-being. So they were able to access our gym whilst they were studying to kind of um, give them that opportunity to um, as another outlet for them, really, in terms of their mental health. So we ran yeah. like boxing classes for them. They could come and use the gym. So when there's opportunities to play a part um, in the local community, we do. Also, there was a little while ago, so we also run free um, self-defense classes for women and teenage girls. Um, and, you know, especially when there's, sadly last year, there was a woman who was, um, who lost her life. Um, some, uh, someone had attacked her up in London and, and um, uh, the, the attacker was from Eastbourne. And so obviously it made a huge impact on the community here. Um, and so for us, you know, we could sell health at the, you know, self-defense side of things, but for us, it's so important for people to have access to that. And we don't use it necessarily. We, this is where it kind of gets muddied, muddied with it because things we care about as well, you know, but just being visible as playing that part in the community as well, just being visible out there. So we offer free to self-defense to all women and teenage girls, because that's important, but for us as well, it does mean that we're just that pivotal point within the community in the town that we're in as well. So our name is out there as being that kind of community place, really. Yep. I think, you know, anytime that we're really getting out into community, we're networking, it's great because it's going to build up that word of mouth. People eventually will kind of start talking and then grow interest. And when the time is right, they're going to come in. Yeah. Um, but what we find in the industry, and you already kind of, you know, I'm just reiterating, you said something along. it can be slow, like a connection that you made two years ago could lead to a membership, you know, now. Um, and because it's kind of a slow, it's also uncontrollable. We can't predict that growth. Um, so I always like to ask, like, have you guys tried any form of like paid advertising, Facebook, Instagram, Google, any of those to kind of reach a bigger audience? Yes, we do. So I say my background was in digital marketing for quite a few years and ran ran a few digital marketing in different sectors. So yeah, so we use obviously Facebook ads, it's targeted as possible, uh, Google ads. Um, obviously, I work on the website like myself, so background in SEO, so optimize the website for, for organic search to, to try and control that spend later in life. Hopefully people just, you know, the boss gym gets searched for quite a lot. So if you can get some conversions from non-paid advertisement, obviously it just helps to lower your cost per acquisition. Um, which you need to keep an eye, especially if you've got a sales person and you're running ads, you know, we can, we can spend £1,500 on the ads and then, you know, over, over £1,500 on the salesperson. So if you're spending that every month trying to convert people, you sort of, you know, you, you, you're cutting the profit you make off of the new people. Obviously, then you have the, the terms of their membership, so you do make money moving forward, but it is trying to find different avenues. So some more like print print um, marketing opportunities as well. So do some like if we do some charity work take the flyers down there and just go to, to a physical location as well as just digital and that might be like you say if someone's not physically searching you know boss gym or gyms in eastbourne how do we then get in front of them so you can do things like flyer drops or you go into town mm -hmm. do charity bike ride and put the, put the banner up cool. and go you know now's an opportunity yeah. for the salesperson to do it physically i've heard that it's just it is literally just getting your like, awareness like we've been here two years like uh, you know this physical location for two years now people in the town that you know don't know 
who we are. There's loads of people that still don't know boss. So it is just being as visible all the time as you possibly can be. Like, yep. yes, we're from Boss Gym. This is what we do. We're from Boss Gym. Getting out there, meeting people. This is Boss Gym. Oh, have you been to Boss Gym? Da 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 da. It's constantly Boss Gym, Boss Gym, Boss Gym, and just trying to get that name out there yep. as much as possible. Whichever you know, whichever method is is the best. Sorry, just Sorry. Side, probably the things that maybe get you know the paid ads are a great staple to keep keeping the background running but it's maybe some of the the content initiatives that Susie has so like the you've got to stay up to date with what is you know what the algorithms are doing online and one of the things is reels on instagram which you know isn't a great way to display an ad but you can put content out there that if it goes sort of at least viral in your area will have an impact so Susie set up a few reels that we did with some basic things on how we were helping the environment so some green initiatives it was just a weird weird video of myself traveling to work in different ways I can't really ride a bike so it's me genuinely trying to cycle a bike and I'm almost falling off and then me like waving at the camera it was just goofy and it was a little bit different but that was the thing that people spoke about the most no one comes in yeah really, oh great ad I saw you the other day but yeah. actually then they'll they'll tag they'll share it on their story and then they'll reach their friends who aren't searching for oh, gym. stupid videos yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just having fun but that, that's part of it you know we want our yeah. friends of course yeah. of course yeah. Yeah. shareable content you can reach their audiences so yeah. you know if it's yeah. something either a competition so they have to tag and share to their friends and that might give you enough awareness or yeah a bit of content that people it has a bit of value but mainly just gets your brand out there and, and displays what your brand's all about that you know yeah. we the outside sure. is like a serious bodybuilding gym but actually by having us in there just being a little bit goofy it shows okay maybe these guys have got a little bit more about them yeah yeah no i think that it, it does make a difference when we kind of have our toes in different waters in terms of you know the advertising piece you guys are doing a lot with the community you're doing a lot of networking you have the presence on social media um you know you have a great website um doing some stuff internally for referrals like those are all great things the more um you know the more different methods that we're trying the the better our growth is going to be um personally for me the number one way that i was able to grow my facility because we don't have foot traffic we're not in a great place was like putting these ads on uh, Facebook for the six week challenge, instead of advertising CrossFit, advertising the six week challenge and pulling in the everyday person into the gym. Um, it was huge. Um, yeah. and I know a lot of other people have kind of experienced the same thing, but from here, I kind of want to ask you a question because I think that it serves as a really great talking point for those that are listening to the show. What would you guys consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck that you're facing right now? For example, like if you don't clear this out of the way within a timely manner, it could potentially hold you back from growth down the road. I might, sorry, this is, I have my main one would be, would be staffing. So, yes, I was yeah, going to say the same. So where, where our value and skills are, without undermining the role is not on making a protein shake and just being behind reception and doing, you know, cleaning and stuff like that. So like with our backgrounds in business and in marketing, that's where we're best served. So if I can spend, you know, three, four, five hours a day on marketing, we're going to hit a, a wide array of people and we can get them into the gym. But where we've had, you know, if the staff are unreliable or, you, you know, they leave and you've got to fill that role of just gym helper, essentially, then you're not being able to focus your time on the really key areas. So staffing would be massive. Make sure you've got people who are committed and good at their job. Um, and also, like, we know very much so that things like the six week challenge, you know, um, and also us being present here at the gym, as much as we need to focus on the growth, actually, when Courtney and I are here, people buy into us. So people buy into us as part of the brand of Bosch Gym because of how we are because of how we engage because of the how we make people feel because of that experience and so trying to find the right people to support us on that and also create that experience for people is really really tough it's not necessarily just about the skills that they have in other areas we need them to have that personality we need them to have that passion to help people you know without that you know that is so so important for us and that is such an important thing the second that someone walks in here they're greeted they've got someone there helping them with things they have that when they're coming in asking engaging with them finding out about them supporting them in the right way those you know intangible elements are massive and such a huge part of our brand like to create that whole overall experience and yeah when you don't have people on that same page or they you know they're in a bad mood and they don't engage with the customer it has a bigger impact than they can ever realize and I think that's the hardest thing is finding those people that are those people people that want to engage and create that experience yep. for others 
Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you said, personality is something that can't be taught. We can teach people the skills that they need and help them acquire the certifications necessary, but personality can't be taught. So what do you guys feel like has to happen in order for this, you know, bottleneck to be eliminated from the business? Definitely not rushing it into recruitment, um, you know, taking the time to you know, fully vet applicants and making sure they are the right fit um, with it. I think where we've, we've fallen down before is because we've needed someone and we've taken someone on in a rush rather than it being spending a bit of extra time taking the time to find the right person for the role um, with it as well. And one thing I've also realized, same thing, it doesn't mean that they have, just because we're in fitness doesn't mean they have to be interested in fitness or, you know, or, um you know have that background in fitness because sometimes what we found right. we've taken on other personal trainers they only care about getting their clients they don't actually care about the gym they only care about their clients and their own client base right um so actually it's about you know us finding the people that are people focused who want to work with people want to help people and then again we can train them up in the skills for fitness you know we can get them the qualification for it so they can support them in the fitness industry like sure. you know for us in the uk it's a level two fitness instructor and things like that so they can help people with it but aren't out just for themselves for their own clients and then they are those kind of right people so that's what we're kind of looking towards more um you know more people focused paper that we can give the tools and skills in in that but yeah definitely taking that bit of extra time on on our vetting process i would say yeah. so now you know if you guys were to find you know some people that were a good fit um and you know you were able to welcome them onto the team how would kind of how would that you know the extra hands change your business and also like your role your lives we we can um, yeah less, less stress to, to add some context to it we also have a 14 month old baby and two dogs so oh, yeah. uh, we, run, we run a business over 120 hours a week and have a, a you know young family as well so yeah it would be you know we're like six in the night one's here and the other one's at home with, with our daughter sky and then we crisscross and you know basically still in that position where we feel like we need to have a, a, an overview of everything that's going on because it's not quite where we, we would want it to be to our to our you know exacting standards right. um, it's just everyone being on board pulling in the same direction means yeah we can take a step back not in terms of we won't work as hard but we can hand some things over completely and then focus on the areas that we are we are best at and that will actually have that strategic growth for the business rather than just ticking boxes for the everyday tasks yeah. not worrying right. about the experience people not thinking we have to be here 24 7 for people to get the best experience yeah you know yeah that that's yeah. Yeah. As, and as a business owner, like we're always going to, in the beginning, we're always going to be concerned like, oh, if we're not there, is, is the gym going to catch on fire essentially? <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard to not think that way. But once we have the right team, you know, like we just have to start to distance ourselves a little bit because we're never going to be able to work on the business if we're so caught up in the day-to-day -day of the business, right? Um, and yeah. so it's so important to try to get the right systems in place so that we can work on, on the business rather than in it um, yeah. all the time. So last question that I have here before we kind of start to wrap things up, my question to you guys would be, you know, um, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for Boss Gym had come true, um, what would that picture look like for you guys? Oh, what were yours? I think we are both fairly alone. Yeah. Boss <laughs> okay, so Gym as a company means multiple gyms, at least, you know, so we're in the southeast of England. So we've got, got our corner of England down. We've got the southeast, you know, we're the most, uh, you know, popular gym in the sense of obviously we're busy, but actually, you know, I'm very proud of the vibe that we have here. And, you know, we've got our all our five-star reviews. Everyone leaves really good feedback. So I'd want... Having that brand that's known, mm. you know, so people know a boss gym oh mm. there's boss gym here and they mm. travel to go to a boss gym yeah. you know boss gym is one of those brands that are known around the country potentially internationally yeah, um, when someone asks you what do you do you say oh we own boss gym they might never have been in one but at least they know what it is so i go anyway <laughs> the uk's not that big right we could go five hours and we're pretty much at the top of the country from we're at the bottom so if we go anywhere we go on a little trap trip and go away and say oh yeah we own boss gym like, oh cool yeah i know what that is oh, yeah. cool. That's that, yeah. that, for the, that for the company for us um definitely <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a beach hey, that's, that's okay. 
super overweight just eat all the time. I don't know if I could I'd actually stop retire. training and maybe just <laughs> sit now and just relax. Yeah. You, I I'd have a chef. Yeah. That's what one of my girls. Yeah. Have my own chef. So no, you'll, you'll never retire. She's she's more the all the you know the one every day time. A bit more laser fair. So I'll be I'll be I'll be retired. So you just didn't work. And I'll just get my updates weekly and be fine. Hey, it's good to dream. Um, yeah. right. <laughs> And um, I and I don't think that, you know, having your own chef one day or, you know, being able to take a nice vacation to a beach um, is something that's unrealistic. Um, yeah. I would say that it's very realistic. It's just a matter of really hammering in and, um, you know, building things out. And it sounds like you guys are really in the process of building something awesome right now. Um, it's gone great, you know, over the past few years. And been a crazy few years in this world so the fact yeah. that you have been able to grow your fitness business is really incredible um and so last question here what is the instagram facebook where can our listener go to kind of find you guys online and follow along Absolutely. so we've got a well boss gym uk is our handle on um on Instagram and Facebook. So you can find us on there. And um, we also have, uh, well, we have a few for the different elements as well. So we've got um, Boss MMA, which is uh, Boss MMA UK, which is our Instagram handle for our martial arts school. And um, they all kind of cross pollinate. And um, we also, uh, part of our initiatives is focusing on women, supporting women in martial arts and also uh, within the gym. And so we have Boss Women UK. <laughs> Bossgym.co.uk. You find all the links from there. That's all the information. I've done the site, so it's great. Uh, And then personally, there's also I'm Susie J. Volks on Instagram, and you are Courtney Fraser Bates. Easy enough to find. Thank you both for for being here today, for sharing your insight on the industry. It's been lovely learning from both of you. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Danny Lee with Greenock Boxing Club out of the UK. Danny, happy Friday. How are you feeling, man? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's, it's a good weekend. We've got a lot of sport come up over the weekend. And yes, there's plenty indeed. of boxing and plenty of football. There we go. Yeah. Football is football to me too, man. I'll tell you that. Um, And so like, we're excited to have you on Danny and we're definitely ready to dive into what you have going on here with green knock boxing club. But first Danny, I want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. So in your own words, Danny, how would you describe green knock boxing club and what you guys do? Well, uh, in the boxing club, we provide a facility to, to get the kids off the street, which is the main thing. Get the kids off the street, give them an interest, and I big thing, try and give them a bit of discipline. The discipline's very, very important in m- m- most sports, but particularly in boxing, you need good discipline. So we give the kids an opportunity to come in, be part of a team, and, uh, and it's amazing. After a few weeks, a few months, you can see the kids... It blossom them. The, 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 it's as if they take take towards it. They 
they become more interactive with each other. And the big thing is they have more confidence in themselves. I agree. I agree completely. I've been there, man. When you haven't had that confidence and you finally get into something like this, right? Where, where it's a hobby and, and it becomes a passion and you're, you're really putting an impact on, on, on these kids and people, right? To, to change their lives. And one, teaching them self-defense, right? That's super important, especially for the era that we live in now. Yeah. And two, giving them something they love to do, right? Get them off the streets. I love that, Danny. That's important. I appreciate that. Um, and so let's dive right into the business here, Danny. I mean, um, how many clients are you serving currently? It, at the moment, the club, over the last few years, we start to structure the club. We have a, an introduction to boxing uh, where we take kids in and uh, we, like most sports, you need good balance in boxing, you need balance in most sports. So we try to get their footwork, their balance, their shape sorted out. And if they can pick that up pretty quickly, we move them on to another group where we've got the, the group where boxers are in. They've all got cards for the boxing cards. And uh, the next group after that is for more like senior boxers and we take uh, ladies and gents off the and after their work, they finish work and they'll come in and do a bit of training. But again, it's all boxing specific. Uh, you know, it's it's a structured class. Not everybody's running about doing what they want. It's a structured class where we do maybe shadow boxing, do some bag work, do some circuit work. And if anybody wants to do some body spam or some of the other kids who are boxing want to to spar we'll get the sparring done that's it i love that i love that and so you know for you here um danny i mean what's been the best method of getting new people through the door well it's usually word of mouth you know over the but your local press when you you see the the kids going and competing in tournaments then they're getting winning medals and they're in the local press you know, it's like a big influx, you know. Everybody wants to, all the other kids want to come and join, want part, they want to win fights, they want to go away and box different places, and uh, they want to be part of a team. I feel that a lot of kids seem to be isolated and they're not part of a team. Where We try and focus on, as you, you're in the club now, you're part of the Green Oak Boxing Club, you know. Yeah. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And so now for you here, Danny, I mean, do you think that you guys cater more to fighters or just regular people? Well, obviously I, I, I try to, to get a boxing team. I'm in the process of building another team up from the kids up. The, during that pandemic there, I've lost I lost about six or seven kids who got to the age of 16, 17, 18, and, you know, the club wasn't there. There was no clubs on, no boxing on, no training on, and they just do what kids are 16 and 17, 18 do. You know, they ended up going out, finding girlfriends or boyfriends and uh, yeah, going, to the pubs, going to the pubs, and it's hard to get them back after that, you know? It is. It is. And so now... Last two questions for you here, Danny, my two favorite questions. What are you trying to accomplish long-term? What is the bigger picture for you here, Danny? The big picture is, it, it's a, obviously, I'd, I'd love to have some boxers train some champions. Uh, but the, the big picture is, see, trying to get kids off the street and have their neighbors actually proud of them. You know, when they see them, see them coming up the street, and they say, yeah, this kid, he goes to boxing, he keeps fit, he doesn't get into trouble. And that's the main thing. We try not to get, so the kids know when to say, that's not for me. I'm, I want to go training. I want to do a bit of boxing. Or I want to go do a bit of keep fit. And they don't want to hang about corners or get into trouble. You know, that's that's a big, that's, that's a big thing. Awesome. And one last question, Danny, my favorite question. Danny, if you can go back in time to 1999 when you first started at the gym and sit yourself yeah. down with the information and knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started at the gym, what would that advice be for you? 
Hey, that's a long time ago. A lot of hours is spent then. Um, what I would do is probably surround myself with more people like myself. It's very hard to get uh, volunteers. It, uh, that's the way we operate. Nobody takes away. Nobody gets a wage. Everything goes into the club, so we could buy more gear for the kids. Uh, I don't know. I don't, that's a very good question. I, I don't know the, just surround myself with more people that I can, I can trust, you know? Yeah, that's it. That is it, Danny. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out here, Danny, I mean, please shout out your Facebook, Instagram, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah. Uh, myself, Danny Lee, uh, my contact details are on the, the club Facebook page, and uh, if anybody <clears throat> in Inverclyde, Greenock, Scotland, wants to come along and learn how to box, but learn learn to train properly, have a total body workout, they're welcome to come along. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, Danny, and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.